Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, the show that harmonizes the rhythm of hip hop with the magic of movies. Today we're discussing Just Right, the 2010 rom-com starring Queen Latifah and Common. We're three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, podcaster, filmmaker, longtime hip hop fan, and my favorite song with Common guesting on it is Respiration from the first Black Star album. I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip hop fan. And I still marvel at the use of the Ghetto Boys' Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster" in the movie Office Space. So good. Oh, yeah. I'm Boogie, a DJ, long-time hip-hop fan, and I have actually seen this movie more times than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> in this episode, we'll answer the question, is Just Right worth watching? And you'll be a smarter hip-hop fan, five key takeaways at a time. Just Right is a 2010 rom-com which depicts a love triangle of sorts between a chief physical therapist, Leslie, played by Queen Latifah, an NBA star, played by Common, and Leslie's friend and god sister, Morgan. So we got five on it. Here are five key takeaways. Queen Latifah displays why she is on our Mount Rushmore of hip-hop stars turned actors. Number two, Common shows that he's a solid actor. Number three, the basketball scenes are just mid, like a mid-range jump shot. Number four, the plot is quite formulaic and predictable, but hey, it's a rom-com. And number five, there are a couple actresses whose skills and experience are underutilized. Pam Greer and Felicia Rashad. All right. Let's talk about those five key takeaways as our basis here. So first one, Queen Latifah. I mean, what more is there to say? She is on our Mount Rushmore of... Hip hop stars turned actors. Dino Wright, you want to kick us off and talk about our Mount Rushmore and why Queen Latifah's on it? Sure. Um, we, over the course of doing this podcast, we've discussed in live events and, and on the show here which of the four of the ones that uh, started out as rappers and uh, transitioned to acting. Who were the ones that go on the Mount Rushmore? And so in our discussions, Queen Latifah came up a lot as someone who uh, was a successful rapper and then became a successful actress. And she's been in such a, a wide range of movies. Um, it's had a lot of success. So she rated, for, for at least for me, uh, at least on the, in the top four. Oh, Definitely. Boogie, I know you're a huge Queen Latifah fan. She's from your hometown. Um, what do you got to say about the Queen? Yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, I have an unconditional love for the Queen, um, but that bias has nothing to do with why she's on our Mount Rushmore. I mean, she's a complete force to be reckoned with. She delivers in this movie. She gives you all of the emotions. Um, she come, comes across as someone who's very likable and you want to root for her throughout the movie. She's like a very genuine person. Everything that she does in this film is something that's for, it's almost like she's doing everything for everyone else. And in the course of doing that, you're like, well, what about you? What about you? And then when things finally start going well for her, you're happy because of the way she portrayed that Leslie character in this film. Um, I, that's you know I can go on, but I don't wanna, I don't want to bore the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, to coin a phrase that Donna Wright uses, she eats up scenes like she's just so real and natural from the camera, and she can do it all. Uh, and she portrayed that in this movie as well. 
Dynarite, do you have anything else to add on Queen Latifah? I'll add that um, she's talented rapping, of course. And it's funny, I talk to people sometimes, younger folks, nothing wrong with being younger, but they don't realize that she started out as a rapper. Like, oh man, there's a whole career you missed, (laughs) which is just as good as her acting career. And also a talented singer. So there's three major talents that she has. Um, I've said this before too, but she's also great in Last Holiday with LL Cool J. (laughs) And uh, uh, in Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell plays a literary agent in a supporting role with, with to Emma Thompson, and she's terrific in that too. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that she wasn't good in. Yeah, I love Last Holiday. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> I watched that a lot too. <laughs> it's one of my wife's favorites. <laughs> the other rapper turned actor that is featured in this film is Common. So Common, number two takeaway: Common proves that he's a solid actor in his own right. Um, Boogie, what do you have to say about Common's performance here and how does he show that he's solid? Yeah, I mean, Common, he definitely shows that he's a solid actor in this movie. Uh, I love I love seeing Common on screen. Uh, there's, there's something about the way he comes across as a very genuine person. I've seen him play different roles um, in his career, but in this particular movie, he comes across as a genuinely nice guy in the film. Almost too nice. Almost unbelievably nice. Um... And to be in a film with the veteran Queen Latifah, who's on our route, mush, route, route Mount Rushmore. <laughs> to be on a, on a film with Queen Latifah, who's on our Mount Rushmore, um, he holds his own. And the chemistry is definitely there. Um, and it's very believable. Um, and you want to almost see them together because of the way the interactions are. Even as when it wasn't apparent that um, there were a couple. It was just like you know being friendly, but you could definitely see that uh, he was he was putting his all into that that portrayal of, of Scott McKnight, and I and I think that it was, he was very good in this role. Yeah, I agree. I found Common's character Scott McKnight super likable, very charismatic. Uh, like you said, I thought he was too nice, like an NBA star. Could they really be that nice, especially a two-time league MVP? Normally they. They have that edge, but maybe Steph Curry, somebody like that, but but no one else. It was just so nice, and he could see through uh, the shallowness of, of someone like Morgan. Don't write anything add in common. Uh, just to say that this is his first lead role in a feature film, and and by that point, Cumulative uh, has been in a lot of other things, so to hold his own against someone who's more experienced like Queen Latifah. He did really well. Yeah. So takeaway number three, the basketball scenes in this movie, I think they're just mid, like a (laughs) mid-range jump shot. Just mid. Okay. Um, So there's NBA footage in here, or, you know, supposed to be. You know, it's obviously a uh, a work of fiction. But I'll kick this off here where I was thinking that Man, um, McKnight only had a couple moves. <laughs> it's kind of like a fake left and roll, what, roll to the right, hit a jumper, or or an easy dunk. And, and I also thought the the game winning three pointer, a buzzer beater to to win the Eastern Conference Finals was a little anticlimactic the way that it was filmed. 
So if you're looking for, wow, I'm going to see uh, a lot of NBA action, you're not going to see the the type of action and the amount of action you see in something like Above the Rim. So to me, that took away a little bit from the film. Uh, Boogie, what's your take on the basketball scenes? Well, yeah, I mean, the basketball scene, I, I totally agree with you with the, all the basketball scenes. What I do like about the film, though, is that they actually did have some, some some key cameos from some actual players and commentators and, and people who just generally are around the game. Um, so that made it a little bit interesting. I, I love seeing um, Dwight Howard coming across as Mr. Goofy Man and then a couple. Dwight, <laughs> he's just a funny guy, man. I love I love seeing that, the scenes with him because he's just so just just tall and goofy acted, but phenomenal player, but. Um, and him and I see the interaction between you know there's like a French a friendly rivalry between Scott McKnight and Dwayne Wade. Um, you see uh, Rashard Lewis, um, you know Rajon Rondo was in there as well. Then we see uh, Rob Rob Thorne. I'm like wow, went for the big guns, <laughs> you know. And so it'll be stuff like that. And then also um, part of Scott's uh, upbringing, well. Throughout his career, young, younger, um, as he was a younger player, was he, he actually used to play at the Rucker. And during his through his rehabilitation, there's a scene where um, Leslie takes him back to the Rucker, just kind of get him back to his roots, and letting him know that hey, listen, you're going through something, but look at these kids; these kids still love you, they still appreciate you, they still want to see you play. So you have them looking up to you. So you know, let's push forward. So um, those aspects of the movie uh, in connection with basketball, I really enjoyed. But I do agree that um, that that the moves were were they definitely weren't um, becoming of an NBA player. I mean, he can actually play ball, but there's a difference between playing ball and playing at the NBA level. And you can definitely see the difference in his movements um, as he's you know dribbling up the court and. and Doing it, you know, trying to cross over, et cetera. And yeah, that, 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 that shot, they could have, I wish they would have shot that from a different angle. Like maybe like, you know, slow motion with somebody with a hand in his face or something. Like, cause you got, you got D Wade playing D on you. D Wade's not going to leave you open for a, a shot like that. He's going to at least put his hands up in your face. <laughs> you might right. get fouled or something. Like that would be cool or something. But yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you on those ones. Good takes, Boogie. Uh, Donna Wright, what are your takes on the basketball scenes? I thought the scenes up until the Game 7 sequence were okay. The Game 7 sequences were not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was very perfunctory and just sort of shot without any drama to them. But again, this is a romantic film, not a basketball film or even a drama, so... You sort of cut corners there where you can, and you sort of get to the point like he won the game. Um, but uh, other than that, I think the basketball scenes were just all right. Um, I think I had more fun seeing the cameos and uh, you know other figures in the basketball world, like commentators. Like I'm here for all the Mike Fratello I can get. Bizarre, yeah, and Marv Albert. But um, yeah, yeah. You, like I said, I couldn't get over the, the anticlimactic nature of that. It was no like confetti, no huge celebration. It was almost like a game that happened in midseason, uh, a buzzer beater. It wasn't 
quite the pop and circumstance that yeah. I would have expected. Yeah. To go to the finals, uh, game yeah, seven, buzzer that's huge. At home, that, yeah. yeah, that place should have erupted. <laughs> yeah, especially the the hero that had rehabbed all this time, and he's like the Willis Reed moment, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they should yeah. be carrying him off. Uh, yeah, the they, court. Yeah, yeah, they built up to that, and they didn't. They didn't pay it off. Didn't pay it off, right? To to be quite blunt, the plot itself is quite formulaic and predictable, but Hey, it's a rom-com and that's the nature of a rom-com. So that's one thing to point out here as our fourth takeaway. Well, you want to speak on that aspect of it? Yeah. I mean, it's a rom-com, you know, what can we say? Right. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, that the two of them are going to end up together. If you've seen the movie poster, um, I mean, as was the case with most rom-coms, the journey has a few twists and turns, not really going to get too much into all of them. But, I mean, even not being a rom-com junkie of sorts, I, I do enjoy watching the movie every now and then. And like I said, I do love the chemistry between um, Queen Latifah and Common when they're on the scenes together. Um, and she's like, you know, they're two of them, my favorite MCs. And to see them together acting is, is pretty cool. But, yeah, you're not going to get a, a cinematic masterpiece out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Done it right. What are your thoughts? Yeah, if you're hoping for something innovative, just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to give away the whole plot, but you can see the way it's going. You know, you have the overzealous, shallow friend who has literally devoted her life to marrying and being a star and living that lifestyle. And you have the other friend who is your down home, real one who has bad luck in the dating scene. And, oh, by the way, she's a physical therapist and is an NBA star. I could have predicted right away that, you know, he's going to get hurt. You know, he's going to rehab rehab with her and, you know, there'll be some sparks. Um, you know how it's going to go. So, but again, it doesn't mean you just throw away the, the movie. But, like, if you want, on a cold winter day, you know, you want a cute story with some real legends in the cast. You know, Queen Latifah, Common, Pam Greer, Felicia Rashad. I would say it's like watching a sitcom episode. Innocuous, lighthearted, generally lighthearted fun, but very little suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Cuddle up against some popcorn and then just get a get a good you know, just watch something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Final takeaway, fifth takeaway, is we feel that there were a couple actresses cast in this film whose skills and experience were underutilized, specifically Pam Greer and Felicia Rashad. Uh, Boogie, what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, you have Pam Greer, the the legend, um, legendary actress Pam Greer, who's just she's all, she's almost a larger than life figure. Just you know, just saying her name and just seeing her presence on screen is just like wow. Um, and then you have Felicia Rashad, who was one time one of America, America's favorite moms. You know. Claire Huxtable like raised like a nation of, of, of millions <laughs> under her tutelage and like you don't see much of them um, which is a little disappointing um, and I would have loved to see a little more of Pam Greer's character um, playing uh, Leslie Wright's mother and like there were some instances when you know you see Felicia Rashad 
and you do see a little slight bit of the Claire Hux movie there, but like not as much. Like when with the, with the Morgan character, I would have liked to see her kind of tighten Morgan up a little bit, like she used to get on Elvin in the show. <laughs> Elvin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she didn't get a chance to. That would have that would have been pretty cool to see. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that they could have probably utilized them a little bit more um, for their legendary you know skill set. Yeah, I want to see Pam Greer do a little bit more like Jackie Brown. <laughs> when Quentin Tarantino brought her back for Jackie Brown, I was like, yes, Pam Greer's back in the spotlight, and she's amazing. Like, you know, she had all, all those great movies um, back in the 70s, and uh, it was kind of like a, more of a nondescript role. She was the mother. She was there and supportive, but underutilized. What do you think, Donna Wright? I agree. Um, I really think they basically just had Claire Huxtable play this role because, <laughs> you know, she she kept Leslie honest like like she would any of the Huxtable kids and, you know, there's there's more you could have done with that um, and is there more you could have done with, you know, the star of, of Pam Greer's stature? Uh, I mean, that role was really underused i thought i think we, we did see we got we saw uh felicia rashad as as um scott mcknight's mother some but really you, you could have done more with her um but yeah uh yeah you would, you'd hope for more yeah i agree i did like the role of um mrs right mr i'm sorry mr right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Lloyd Wright, playing by James Pickens Jr. He he was very likable as the father, as Queen Latifah's father. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was like a, a foundation piece for her, someone very supportive. Pam Greer was too, but I think she really leaned, Leslie really leaned on her dad uh, for the moral strength. Um, we could have had more from Pam Greer, could have asked more of her. Yeah, she was clearly a daddy's girl. Um, yeah. You see him constantly in the house that she, they hint that she had just purchased a home and he's over there constantly doing little work projects around the house. Um, like unprompted, he's just there all the time doing something around the house. Yeah. And even when um, Leslie first meets Scott and is invited to the party at Scott's house, you know, he's like, here, take the, take the keys to my car, give her the keys to the deuce and a quarter. Um, when, you know, things don't look like they're going to go too well between Leslie and Scott, he was very vocal in, in, in say, Hey, you know, if he doesn't want you, you know, it's his mistake. You know, you're, you're a good person. Just kind of constantly uplifting her. Um, definitely a great, great father figure to, to portrayal on film. Yeah. Going back to the sports cameos, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the late, great Stuart Scott the former ESPN uh, icon. Um, great interview that he had with Scott McKnight and uh, the moment where S- Scott realizes how impactful Leslie was in his comeback. And he actually leaves the set after the emotional interview. I need to go somewhere. You know, he, he has to go meet up with her. And, and I think because he had the contract, his contract was coming up and he was deciding whether to go to, Philly or stay in the Nets job. And it came up around the same time that she had the offer from multiple teams to be the 
physical therapist or the trainer, so to speak, the athletic trainer. Um, so yeah, it was great to see Stuart Scott. He, he really lived and breathed hip hop and, and, and infused sports and hip hop so well that he made it so enjoyable to watch sports center. Yeah. Um, yeah. We miss yeah. him. Yeah. He, he, he was the one that got me hooked on sports center and I would watch it every day just to see what he what he was going to say next. I'm like, all right, what is he going to say now? What is he going to say now? What is he going to say now? Yeah. It was just a, such an amazing um, commentator. And I mean, I think it's so, it's so good that the scene where Scott finally came to the realization that he wanted, wanted to be with Leslie was what he was with, with Stu Scott. And it's, it's just very emotional. Every time I see that scene, I, I choke up a little bit because of my affinity for, for Stu Scott and how much, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching him and just to see him on, and that, that, that few minute portrayal. Um, yeah. So we should put, highlight. we should maybe put in the show notes, like a YouTube clip, if we could find of some of Stuart Scott's hip hop references. Cause I always look that forward exists. to those. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm sure that great, yeah. There's gotta be one with a bunch of them in it. I'm yeah, that sure exists. that exists. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, that's my Venn diagram is sports and hip hop. And he, <laughs> he was at the center of that. And I see yeah. some of the guys carried that on a little bit, like Scott yeah. Van Pelt and a few other guys. Like Scott Van Pelt did a huge, great tribute to Fife Dog when he had passed away. And I really enjoyed that. And um, again, sports and hip hop have a unique relationship. And Stuart yeah. Scott epitomized that. Yep. Yeah, I think he was like the, he was like the prototype. Like he was like he he, he busted the gate open, and everybody was like, "Oh wow, we could actually do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Game yeah. I think he just kicked the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so we have our five key takeaways that we hit you guys with. At this point, why don't we go around and rate the movie and answer the question from the beginning of the episode is just right worth watching boogie would you say <laughs> for this movie <laughs> i guess bring that funky flick back bring that, bring funky, that funky flick, flick back, back or leave it in the vault is this movie worth watching yeah i mean i've 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 watched it more times than i can count so i'm going to just keep bringing that funky flick back because it's 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 formulated, but I, I definitely enjoy watching it. <laughs> All right, Donna Wright, put you on the spot. Bring that funky flick back. Or leave it in the vault. Was this uh, movie I was, worth watching? I was going back and forth on this. I will bring this funky flick back. Uh, it's a cute movie. You know, it's got some stargazing for the basketball fan of the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and uh, you know, it's got the czar Mike Fratello in it. It's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely worth watching uh, just for uh, Queen Latifah in common. Um, terrific performances. Uh, Queen Latifah is, is never not good in a movie she's in. I will also say bring this funky flick back. Um, it would not be in the top echelon of hip hop themed movies, but to your point, to both your points, you know, legends in this common Queen Latifah, Pam Greer, Felicia Rashad, um, and Stuart Scott and the cameos, Dwight Howard, Dwayne Wade, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, stargazing. It's it, historical folks in this film 
that you should check out. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. We've got a bunch of live events in the first half of 2024 coming up. You can learn more at our website, hiphopmovieclub.com. Come hang with us. And whether you're listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, don't hate, initiate. 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 Take that step. Start Make that move. <laughs> First step is the hardest. Shout out to Brain Freeze Trivia in the Lehigh Valley. Check out the Instagram, brain underscore freeze underscore trivia double underscore time. That's Brain Freeze Trivia time on Instagram.